episode 106. Hello. How are you, Cherub? Hope things are going very well with you and yours. Uh, this week, a cheeky another first for Passion Buds, revisiting one of our original podders. Yes, if you're a really dedicated fan, Passion Pod number eight. And actually, if you actually genuinely remember who that is, please tweet us and let us know because we need to just tell you you're brilliant or something slash maybe you need to get out a little bit more anyway that passion potter kate is on a new adventure she was doing millinery now it's sewing Uh, and we'll be chatting to her in just a bit this week's freelance ponder it actually comes up in my chat with kate but it was so weird you know do you ever have those weeks where you hear the same bit of advice don't you feel then it's just kind of trying to tell you something? Uh, this week, there's been a lot going on. And I just heard put one foot in front of the other. Yeah, a good handful of times. And it's a goodie, isn't it? You know those weeks when you're just feeling slightly overwhelmed? And especially if you juggle loads of different plates. Oh my gosh. I, sometimes I find it so difficult to know which kind of plate you should be focusing on. And it's, yeah, it's really challenging. So when people say that... It's actually a really good one to listen to. Break it down rather than looking at that overwhelming, sort of overspilling mountain. Even just thinking about it actually makes me a little bit stressed. Uh, I can feel my body going a little bit bonkers. So yeah, one foot in front of the other and just being really, really focused on those things that you're doing. It's been really helpful to me this week anyway. So I'm really hoping it might be helpful to you. Um, back to the matter in hand. Passion Pod 106, courtesy of the Fold Line. As I said, Kate, who is the co-founder of the fold line was actually with us way back in the early days passion pod number eight chatting about her work as a milliner so if you don't know what that is by the way hats i didn't before i met kate so don't worry you're in good company um if you fancy i would suggest having a listen to that one first that's passion pod eight i know just putting them alongside each other i think could be quite cool um anyway now this week's she is chatting about the fold line which is an online sewing community and pattern database so if you like your stitching this one is going to be right up your street This is a passion pod first because we are now revisiting an original passion pod because you were one of my early days. I was. I think I was number, yeah. oh, I don't know, three I, or four. I, I was going to say six. Oh, so okay. we'll take a punt. Yeah. <laughs> I'll let you know. Um, yeah. So this is, I'm really excited about this because, especially in creative stuff, I think you often, yeah. one can feel, right, I'm doing this, I'm going out and doing something different. That's me set. Mm. I've broken against the grain. Yeah. It's like, that's just the first hurdle. Twists yeah. and turns. Yeah, and it has been. It's been. It must have been three or four years ago. So yeah, good. It has, yeah, good chunk it of has time. Changed a lot. So doing. let's start as if no one knows you now. Okay. How you introduce yourself? Tell me. Yeah, tell us how you. If you meet someone, what do you do? So I feels am, familiar. I know. <laughs> like been here days <laughs> before. <laughs> um, I'm co-founder of the Fold Line, which is an online sewing community. So within that, our little hub, we've got a sewing pattern database so you can come and look at all the patterns and pick what you want to make we've got a blog with lots of sewing related posts a sewing resources section so if you want some tips or you know need help on a certain thing there should be a post in there to help you 
and also make friends if you want to. Amazing, her sewers. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I love it. And so last time when we saw you, <laughs> millinery. Yeah, so I was making hats. Um, talk us through then the journey between doing that, because you were doing that as well as various other bits around yeah. making hats. So I did that for about three years, and I got to the point with that where I was working at a really good milliner's, and I was turning 30, and I realised that there was nowhere else to go and I could I felt like I couldn't really not at the top of my game but I didn't think there was anywhere I could go so I was it that you kind of got where you'd been working towards yeah actually that's totally I reached where I'd I'd always wanted to work for this guy before and I got there and I was working for him for three or four years and I was like actually I feel like I've kind of done my time here and it's time for a change and I had got a bit sick of working freelance and, you know, trying to pay the bills each month was a bit stressful. So I thought, right, I'm going to go and get, a quote, a grown-up job. <laughs> Stop it. No, I don't like those around here. The nine to five. So, um, and what was that in? What, did you have any idea what you want, like, what ha- thoughts about what you wanted it to be in or just... Well, my CV was quite eclectic and jack of all trades, master of none. So I then, it was a bit kind of hashing my cv with each job i apply to to make it sound relevant oh my god my that experience. sounds so familiar yeah. i'm like suddenly i'm terribly good at this yeah. but it's great it's good testing yeah. what you can tweak it to do and then i saw a job advertised at um a company that taught people how to sew and i'd been working at a hat company that taught people how to make hats so there were quite a lot of skills that sort of transferred across and also it was a 10 minute walk from home which was pretty <laughs> handy <laughs> and so I so I went there and worked there for about a year and a half and it was so nice because I was trained in fashion design so I knew how to pattern cut and it was really nice going back into this world where it was teaching people how to sew and because we don't learn in school anymore it's like well most people don't get to learn and there's a lot of people who reach their mid-20s and want to do something creative outside work and it was it's a really nice thing to come and learn how to do and lots of people came to do it with their friends but also at the same time there was a real feeling that it is it is quite a solitary pursuit so um they loved coming together learning with other people talking about what they're making and yeah I can imagine that. yeah so I did that for about a year and a half and then I got made redundant which was pretty rubbish actually because I came back after Christmas like literally the f- first day of January and the business wasn't doing that well they'd taken on another premises and I didn't see it coming oh love. yeah really so, difficult yeah and I'd I'd sort of really loved working doing the nine to five but I felt like I'd sort of given up my kind of creative pursuit to do this and it sort of let me down I I can just imagine that as you're saying that it's like you're putting your eggs in that basket Mm. which is a big decision I imagine because like carving out a career in millinery that's not that as we know from the other one that ain't no easy yeah Yeah. you just feel like something's against you almost Yeah. yeah I can imagine that so I then left about a month later and thought oh my god what the hell am I going to do really? now? Really? Yeah. Where to go? And I'd emailed some of my old people that I'd worked with and sort of put some feelers out and someone came back and said, look, we need someone to help three days a week. Do you think you could help build a website and do social media? And I was like, yep, definitely. <laughs> really good at that top of my CV. Yeah, and I'd done a little bit of it at, at where I'd worked before, but I was, was like, right, I need to really like push this. So went and did that and... While that was happening, one of the girls who I'd been working with, we'd be meeting up a bit and she kept talking 
it was her idea and she was like you know there's nowhere for all these people who come into and learn to sew like there isn't really anywhere for them to like hang out online because loads of people sew all over the country and there's nowhere for them there's no little hub for them which I find so surprising yeah if you think of all the networkings and stuff that we have now and and like baking there's so Mm. regeneration even I know you know not having it as a hobby it's you see it's really come back and people making their own clothes or cushions it's a real surprise that it wasn't sort of already going it well I mean a huge amount is down to the great British sewing bee which is you know the bake-off has had the same effects on baking and it's become accessible to people again they they, i think it seems like this bizarre antiquated hobby and now be doable yeah and watching people making things from start to scratch in a day it's like oh you know if i work a bit hard at this i could do it too absolutely you can see yourself in it that's so exciting that makes me excited even think about it even so i'm like oh yeah (laughs) anyway sorry i've taken you off the topic there so yeah so so we started talking about it and the early days of the early days exactly and we read a blog post from a blogger in the UK and she'd said oh you know why isn't there this sort of community online and basically got a bit drunk one day <laughs> and decided there seems to be a theme of these on Passion Pods at the moment the booze filled evenings the yeah. ideas come yeah. amazing and we just because every time we saw each other we kept talking about it we're like oh it's such a good idea why you know why hasn't it been done hysterical but never put one like two and two together yeah well actually now we've done it I know why no one's done it <laughs> It's bloody hard work. It's, it's really hard, yeah. I had, I mean, naivety is the best thing with, with going into starting something because, I mean, the, the workload has That's been gone into it. Bonkers. So then, so shift us then. We'll come back to that. I'm keen yeah. to come back to that. So then shift us. So you had the embryonic yeah. idea with Rachel. How did it then manifest from there to where you are um, now? So we came up with the idea probably last May and then started thinking about a name that's how we started and looking for someone who could build the site which turned out to be quite difficult because it's quite a complicated build i was going to say did it help you having done that job you were doing building the website oh, no. So, no, no this was way beyond what Got, we yeah. could do yeah Got, yeah big so level what we wanted to do was we wanted to have a place where people could talk to each other so you get a profile and you can make friends with other people. Dare I say it, Facebook-esque. Yes. Yeah. I didn't want to say, but yeah. <laughs> yeah sorry. Yeah. But yeah, yeah following Facebook that line. Again. And then um, we also wanted to have a database of all the sewing patterns that were in print because there's nowhere online that you can search through them all. Wow. And if you're not in that world, there's, there's sort of a real upsurgence of independent pattern companies. So small companies, kind of at-home businesses making patterns and selling them because you can do digital downloads. So it's very easy if you've got the skills to okay. set yourself up. Right. So having all the independents mixed in with the big kind of big boys, yeah. we thought would be a really nice thing because there isn't that. Pull them together. Yeah, pull them Makes together. Makes sense. And yeah. um, we created... While we were doing it, we were like, oh, let's make it have an amazing search function so you can search for, like, you know, if you want a short skirt, long skirt, flared skirt, tight-fitting like skirt. Like you kind of do when you're searching to buy clothes exactly. online, I guess. Yeah. Similar thing yeah. to that. And as well as that, we then thought, oh, it would be really nice if people who have bought the patterns and made them 
can review them on the site. So you look at the picture of the pattern you're thinking of buying, you can scroll down and be like, oh, look, she's made it in this fabric. I'd never have thought of making Amazing. it in that fabric. And then we've also got a blog, so we've got stuff coming in every week and we have a kind of weekly thing called the Sew Reporter where we report on what all the bloggers have made, the new sewing patterns. Cool, so it's the place, basically, if this is what you're into. Yeah. That, that's what the... Yeah, yeah, well, it sounds yeah. like it. I mean, again, as I say, I'm not a sewer yet, <laughs> but I could, it's just, you know, any hobby, to have anything yeah. that you're going to one place for it is brilliant. Yeah. So, so it's, exciting. It, it has been an amazing whirlwind, actually. Yeah. So talk to us a bit about, then, the process and the challenge of it. You were mentioning that that's quite was quite a difficult... Yeah. Talk to us a bit about the things that have been tricky with it. So building the site... So you, Rachel and I are massive, massive control freaks and having to outsource it to someone else was really hard. But especially because it sounds like you had quite a clear vision of what you guys wanted. I think that was the problem. We knew exactly what we wanted. We knew how we wanted it. Which kind of helps though. Well, yeah. I, I think the people that we chose to do our website, they were amazing at all the technical stuff. And they had lots of like great ideas, but we were so specific on what we wanted. Yeah, I think they found that quite hard, and I think usually they were left a bit more to be a bit more creative yes. on that side. Whereas, and also because your backgrounds are more creative, I guess visually you could see yeah. stuff. Perhaps. And Rachel and I, to the point, we sent over like page layouts of how every single page we wanted Keen to be. Though. Yeah, some people's we, ideal clients. We some were people's a nightmare. Worst. We were a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> and every time it would come back, and I'd be like, the font is a different color gray to the font on the other page. The eagle eyes. Yeah. yeah. I guess I think this is a common thing I think when it's your baby mm. you know if you're not yeah. going to be like that then who is yeah. you know, that's kind of the point of it slightly yeah. so that was quite a long process and it took probably a month and a half to build which was quite quick actually and then we had to start the hideous job of adding all the sewing patterns well, I was just going to say on. when you said that it's the yeah. collating of that it's like an archive yeah it was so we had to email every single company that we could find and wait for them to get back to us. And because we, no one knew who we were, quite a lot of people were busy, they didn't have time. So it took a while to sort of pester people. And then suddenly we had like a deluge of 50 people who'd said yes. And we were like, oh my goodness, now we have to input all these patterns. It's like never rains, it pours. Yeah. Always the way. Why is that? I don't know. Still not figure that one out. And we didn't leave enough time. I think we only left six weeks to input patterns and we did it around our day jobs every single day, like as many hours as possible. Okay, so talk to us about that. You were both working then full time, were you? Both of us actually work three days a week. Right. And we still do now. Right. So um, in and around our day jobs, we were adding patterns frantically. And you had a specific deadline that you We did. We unfortunately found out about three weeks or a month before we launched that there was another thing really similar launching to us in America and we were like oh my god we really need to like how did you find that out that must have been difficult yeah someone emailed us really nice person was like I just want to let you know this is happening in America and so we went and looked on their site and we were like oh my god oh, it's gosh. the same as us hard yeah and you know we emailed them to say hi we're here just want to say just discovered you really hope the launch goes well best of luck with everything because there's enough of us in the world to absolutely and actually in a way you're kind of encouraging each other because okay someone else is thinking about it exactly and um their site's really different well she's really lucky because her husband is a web developer so she's she's lucked out (laughs) choose your partner wisely (laughs) yeah exactly so um yeah so that sort of 
made us launch probably kicked you up yeah. in gear a bit so then we were like right yeah. we're launching in a month yeah. and that was it and it got to the day and we'd done quite a bit of you know emailing magazines and sewing bloggers and you're and, doing that all yourselves yeah just yeah. starting out and telling them about it and sort of saying you know we're we'd here. love it if you could like share it when we launch yeah and actually the nicest thing about the sewing community is that everyone is just uber behind you so everyone was just like yeah of course of course and it got to like the first of october rachel and i were not together we're at each other's house and i was like what do we do like how do we launch and we just had to like click the button (laughs) and then then be like we're live i love that moment it's like people have that massive image of like the big moment it's like all of that time and then it's literally just right off we go and I hope we had some kind of celebration. We planned to go out for lunch. We like really deserve it. This is our big like treat. And the website went mental <laughs> because all the bloggers was had done what they said. Done what they said, and it was so nice. Like we went onto the our Instagram feed and we'd sent them an image of our like little launch thing. And literally the whole feed was like full up with different people posting about it. God, that must have been amazing. I know though. at that early stage as well. Yeah, and we and it was so overwhelming because suddenly every time someone registers on the site, we get an email, and it was just like we couldn't even keep up with it. It was just they were just ping, 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 ping all day long. And Rachel rang me up and was like, there's so many people, I don't know what to do, there's so many people. Oh, I can feel it though, yeah. I mean that feeling just, and that people are investing in all that work and that time yeah. that you've put in, yeah. and, and in what you've created, yeah. just is the best thing. It was so nice and they were so kind because there were loads of things that went wrong. Of course there always is. Yeah, like, you know, the first day the server couldn't handle the amount of people, Things that I never knew about, you know, if you have a website, if you open it on different browsers, everything works differently on different browsers. Oh, well, I, that, I so hear you on that. It's like, what browser are you looking at? I don't know. I just clicked internet. Yeah. I don't know what browser. So, so it's like everything worked on my Mac and then someone on a PC would be like, and yeah, so the whole, it was the first probably three weeks were... I like, don't come near me. Don't so come and talk stressful. to me. Yeah. But that's part of the teething problems, I guess, because now your site's up, yeah. you've got a great following. You know, it's like, yeah. I guess yeah. you have to go through that. You I do. Don't know. And I think if we'd, in hindsight, what we probably should have done, we did get some people to test it, but we probably should have got two or 300 people in there for a week and seen what happened. Playing around. But, you know, hindsight is a great thing. Isn't it? <laughs> great slash most yeah. frustrating thing yeah. ever. Yeah. Um, Talking about advice, advice if someone was setting out on a sort of similar kind of journey or setting out doing a similar project or even just generally, do you have any advice that you've picked up or that you wish you'd been given ahead of this project? Knowing who your customer is, is the most important thing because Mm. if you don't know who they are, you don't know who your tribe is and you need to find your tribe to work out what your voice is going to be as your company. And Rachel and I were really lucky because we'd been immersed in it. So we, we knew, we knew all of them and we knew what people wanted because we were the customer. But I think a lot of people sort of neglect that they open up a business and think I want it to be like this. And actually, if you don't have the customer base, you're not going to sell anything. So that would probably be my tip. I guess that's so what happens so often with businesses that come from, you know, passions. It is that thing of, you Mm. know, the world that you're working in. And like you say, I mean, what an example to have that amount of support from the community. No, and the community is just, they're just 
like we have these like tribes. I love it because as you talk about it, your face just yeah. smiles. Yeah. It is just like a really big part of it. Isn't it, it is, and they've we've got this like hardcore group, little tribe who are like most active users, and they're the ones. If there's anything wrong, if anyone's been in there and said something rude, they'll email us, and also like they come up with all the ideas as well. So they're like, oh, have you thought about it? putting this function into the site and we're like oh no that's a really good idea <laughs> we'll have that yeah but you know it because the site is for everyone it's not for us it's for everyone else so you've got to have stuff that other people want to use otherwise no one will come will they? yeah <laughs> so, like, sorry the party that no one yeah, wants to come to exactly. that's quite yeah. interesting in terms of future how do you see it developing do you have any ideas what's the sort of you know, I don't know, next sort of chunk of time in terms of how... I mean, do you see it as something you're going to end up hopefully doing full-time or is it be a juggle always? Ideally. I'd really like... I think it will be quite a long time and making it work money-wise is quite difficult. You know, we have advertising on the site which pretty much just covers the cost of running it. You know, all these extra things. You have to pay for a server. I didn't even know what a server was until we started this. So we need to make a bit more money and... it's a hard thing with British people. I think people are really embarrassed to say that. But you, you have to make money to, to live. And, you know, Rachel and I are doing this probably 40 hours a week on top of our day jobs. And we do it because we love it. But at the same time, if we want to make it bigger and better and do other things, we have to make some money so that we don't have to do the other day jobs. No, definitely. And yeah. I think especially anything creative, having an open, like mm. talking about that, it is such a thing that people find difficult to talk yeah, about. It because is. it's such good luck with creating something that is from a more creative base mm. and making money from that straight away. If you do, I'm so jealous because it's such a case. I mean, case in point, even if you look back to the millinery you know, yeah. journey for you, all of that stuff, it's sort of a juggling, yeah. it's that juggling act. The freelancer juggle. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess it's being open about that and the reality of that, you know, that's what enables you to create the fold line, having yeah. that ability to be flexible. So how brilliant, you know, it's not easy all the time. Oh my gosh, hello these podcasts. Yeah. But, you know, I think it's the nature of the game a bit, isn't yeah. it? I think. Yeah, definitely. We ain't got, we ain't got no other choice. No. It's like, yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> um, so this time, it's different because you have a teammate. She's, she's my work wife. <laughs> Your work wife. My oh, work wife. God, I'd love a work <laughs> wife. I'd take a work anything, quite frankly. Yeah. Um, t- talk me through a bit the difference of that, then, compared to your stuff with your hats. Oh, it is a dream. If you can find someone to do it with, it is so much easier. Well, like in life, if you can find a partner in life, life is a lot easier. But she is just... She is the yin to my yang. Oh. She she does. She's good at everything that I'm crap at. And, and that's by chance. I love the synchronicity of that. Yeah. Because it wasn't like you went out thinking, I need to find someone that's got the bits that I don't have. But it worked out really well because we met in a work environment, so we knew we could work well together. Yeah. And the nice thing is we're very, both of us, almost too direct with each other. So there's no, like... Pussyfooting around. No, and if she's like, I hate that, then I'm like, okay, fine, I won't do that. There's no, like, resentment with the other one not liking things. It's just like, yeah, that's fine. God, what yeah. the, but that's the ideal work yeah. relationship, isn't it? and we're it? really lucky. And I know we're really lucky, actually, because... And she is so organised, and she, like, checks everything and ticks everything and dots all the I's and cross all the T's, whatever it is. <laughs> and I am just chaos. No! You bring your stuff to the party, too. I know, I do, yeah. I guess I probably... In the beginning, I pushed her to do things she was scared to do. So I was the pusher and she was the, like, 
make sure everything else is sorted. But then again, that's the brilliant thing about having a teammate is you can, yeah. you know, when one of you's again, it's so great that comparison yeah. you made to partner in life. It's so yeah. true. When someone's feeling a bit, oh gosh, you've got yeah. the other one to bring you back into it as well as just having hands, another yeah. pair of hands. And we have had it where we've had, you know, because we've been working so hard for quite a long time where we've gone through f- stages where we just, the one of us is a bit kind of flat and the other one's there to be like, no, come on, like, look at what we've done. You know, we've done really well and we've, we're achieving stuff and we're moving forward. And it might not be the way we think we're moving forward, but if you put one foot in front of the other each day, you're going to chip away at whatever the job is, isn't it? Oh, completely. Mm. And I think that's the thing when you're working as sort of an independent or sole trader or whatever on yeah. your own. I think that's what you're having to do for yourself because you've got to do that. Yeah. Otherwise, what are you doing? You don't yeah. even remember. Mm. You know, you're sort of just doing it without thinking. Yeah. It is, and it's so nice because we're going off this weekend. We've organised something called the Sewing Weekender, which is a weekend away with loads of sewing people, and we all come together and like get really nerdy about sewing. Amazing! <laughs> yeah. So it's, is think, that the first one of those? Yeah, it's in Cambridge, and we've done it with another blogger called Charlotte, and it's the three of us. And we had no idea it was going to be really popular, and everyone was really excited about oh, it. Amazing! And it sold out, so. Yeah, and it's lovely going to do those things with someone else and having someone to say, have you remembered to bring this? Because I usually in the morning forgets everything. It's like, sorry, (laughs) did you bring the sewing machines? What? (laughs) Please don't forget those. Someone is delivering those, so I'm not in charge of this. Yes, I'm relieved. But that's so cool because you're going to spend a weekend doing what you love with one of your mates, really, or a couple of your mates, and a whole load of other people. Yeah, I just love these conversations to show how much you've created a world for yourself to exist in through your work. Because you're, like, I guess the nice thing about it is you're bringing a group of people you met online in real life to meet and hang out together and make friends and that's something I feel really strongly about with online communities that there are more face-to-face versions of it too is that quite a big like we've found lots of people on the site use it to organize meetups so people will meet up and go shopping fabric shopping together it's so lovely sometimes on Saturday you'll get this like little tag on Facebook or Instagram and they've gone off shopping together and bought like bags and bags of fabric they don't need but who cares (laughs) they can't blame you yeah exactly you're literally like the Scylla Blacks of the sewing world I feel it is like matchmaking bit yeah, maybe. It in, is. A, in a kind of, you know, in yeah. a friend way or yeah. community way. That's so lush. Yeah. So that's, I think that's my favourite bit of the fold line when I see that people have met up in real life. Because then it makes it all worthwhile because you're bringing people, you know, you've helped them make friends with each other, which sounds really sad, but I guess it's sort of making friends through a common interest. And that's what's really, I think it's really important especially if you've got a passion that you do outside of work and something that you're really into. You know, I've made dresses before and shown them to my friends and they've gone, yeah, cool. Tumbleweed. Yeah, and you're like, you don't understand? I had to adjust this and do that and I put in this and, and no one gets it unless you're really into it. So having other people that you can like show what you've made to. And actually, I think Instagram has been huge for that. Because there's this massive community of people on there who are all posting pictures of stuff they've made at the weekend and asking for help, which is amazing. And other people will give them advice if they're stuck. And yeah, it's, yeah, you need to find the tribe.
I just love that bit of advice so much. I'm always so jealous of people that have a partner in crime on their endeavours. So much of the work that I do is collaborative at some point down the track, but normally has to be generated by me. And having a wingwoman or a wingman, oh, just, that would be joyous. So in place of that, a tribe or community, that is definitely the next best thing, isn't it? So thank you very much to Kate for that and the whole of the chat. Really great to chat to her and hear how things had changed since our chat way back when. Yeah, inspiring. I think when you do creative things, as we said, it doesn't mean that that's what you're going to be doing forever. Sometimes that's a reassuring thought and sometimes it's not, isn't it? Anyway, big thanks to Kate. Thank you as well, you wonderful thing, as always, for putting us in your ears. Super, super grateful. Uh, If you fancy leaving us a review, by the way, could you do that? That would be awesome. Uh, They really, really help people to find us on iTunes. So the more the reviews, the better. Don't have to write much, just wing us some stars or something. Next week, a little bit of a break, my beauties. Hasn't been one for a while, so we're taking a week off. And if that news makes you feel a little bit sad, there are 106 of these. Surely there's one in there you haven't heard or, you know, maybe could do with listening to again. Just saying. You can find us on Twitter if you want some help with your choosing at Passion Pods. Uh, We will be back the week after that with a really exciting podcast. It's actually going to be another little Passion Pod first. We're doing a little sort of sponsorship thing. I know, look at us trying to be all commercial. Trying. Um, it's <laughs> Don't worry, not, not quite there just yet. Basically what it is, there's a brilliant new food festival for startup foodies, so people who are thinking about setting up businesses in the food world. It's called the Bread and Butter Festival. So what we've done is we've got hold of three people that are speaking at that festival who are prime passion pod candidates been there, done that or doing that in the food startup kind of world. And yeah, we're going to sprinkle them in amongst our usual ones. So really, really excited about that. The first one of those, which is coming week after next, because we're having a little break, is the founder of a whole new way of looking at online grocery delivery. Really, really excited about sharing that. They're doing some really wicked stuff. And don't panic when you don't get one next week. It's coming the week after. It's a date. We'll see you then. (laughs) 